Well, welcome to CHP Talks. We're glad to have you back with us, and we're glad to have Angelina Ireland back with us tonight. Angelina Ireland, as many of you know, is the tireless fighter for human life and dignity. At uh, She is the president at the Delta Hospice Society. She's a defender of the vulnerable and an advocate for justice, and uh, she's been a guest on the program several times. Angelina, thank you for joining us tonight and thank you for your uh, tireless fight against uh, this oppressive, um, I don't know, tyranny that, that wants to you know, take human life and, and uh, rob us of our dignity. And in fact, they're robbing you or have robbed you and the Delta Hospice Society of a eight and a half million dollar facility. And they they thought nothing of it. They're not. They're, they are shameless when they take away private property or what's you know essentially the sacrificial contributions of your members, and so they can use it to kill the vulnerable. It's unbelievable. But yeah. uh, maybe bring our readers up to date. Um, you know, some may not have heard the story of how your facility has been seized by the BC government and then uh, tell us where we're at with the court case and so on. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Rod, uh, again on your show to just let people know what's happening. It, it is an incredible story. Everybody who hears it can't believe it, doesn't think that anything like this would be possible in a fair and democratic country. But you know, we're a private society, the Delta Hospice Society. We, just as a quick recap for people who may not have heard the story before, we fundraised eight and a half million dollars to build a hospice and a supportive care center next door. As a private society, we went to the government and they gave us a 35 year lease for the land. On that land, we built beautiful hospice supportive care center. When made became legal, uh, well, back up, we got a, a government contract to uh, provide 10 palliative care beds to the community. Uh, and when, when MAID became legal, they came to us and they said, well, now in those 10 care beds, you're going to have to provide euthanasia. And we said, no, no, we're palliative care society. We don't do that. Euthanasia is not included in palliative care. And we never agreed to that and we're not going to. And they said, well, if you don't, we'll cancel your contract and we'll kick you out. And we said, well, we're not going to. So they, they canceled the contract. They gave us one year notice, at which point we said, you know, that's fine. Well, we don't, we don't need your contract. Look, we'll take less money if you still won't deal with us and we'll take no money. We'll be a private hospice and palliative care provider. No problem. They said, oh, no, no, you won't. If you won't kill your patients, not only will we cancel your contract, we'll cancel your lease. We had 25 years left on that lease. So they canceled the contract and then they gave us 30 days notice and they canceled the lease. So basically they evicted us from their land. Now our buildings are sitting on that land. We can't just pick them up and put them in a suitcase and take them. So in that time period, they canceled the contract then they canceled the lease and they confiscated the buildings which sat on that land and called them fixtures to the land. They booted us off because we wouldn't kill our patients and they stole our, our buildings, period. So, you know, that's with no compensation, 
either, by the way. So the government, you know, just had this this bonanza windfall of these beautiful buildings. March March uh, 27th, they evicted us and took our buildings by the, uh, like it was two weeks later, they reopened them under government control uh, and provided euthanasia to the people in there. So we don't even know how many people in there have received euthanasia at this point. We'll probably never know what's going on inside of those walls. But we know, we know what they did. Everybody knows what they did. Um, and they just acted ruthlessly with no conscience whatsoever. I wish everybody did know, because I think even the citizens of British Columbia, probably many people are uh, not aware of what took place there. And, and even this euthanasia itself, MAID, medical assistance in dying, as they euphemistically call it, I think uh, a lot of people are not aware what what that is. And the fact that palliative care, comfort care for the dying is not available, like most Canadians who are in that, at that stage of life do not have access to good palliative care. You had this beautiful 10 bed facility uh, built with the contributions of your members and supporters. And the government of BC, the NDP socialist government that claims to be for the people, just steals that and uh, acts like that. You know, you've done something wrong because you refuse to kill your patient. So that's yeah. that's terrible. And uh, but thank you for fighting that through. You never yielded an inch. Uh, you know, now that you are uh, ruthlessly evicted, you have <laughs> you haven't uh, gone into a corner to uh, mope about it. You're at oh. work to both fight the decision and uh, the Delta Hospice Society. You are wanting that to uh, carry on with the work of providing palliative care. Can you uh, describe, exactly. I know I've received some printed uh, information from you, but for our listeners, can you describe what you hope the Delta Hospice Society will do in the future now that you've had your buildings robbed from you by this? ruthless right. socialist government of British Columbia. Yes. So what they did was the, 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 hospice, the Delta Hospice Society still exists. We are still the same board. I'm still the president. What the government did was take some of our assets, but we have other assets. We own a, we own a piece of land uh, where we have a store. We have a thrift store on top of that. So that's where we, we create revenue from. So they haven't destroyed us. They've taken some of our assets. I mean, I'm sure they would have liked us just to run around with our tail between our legs and go somewhere and never be heard of again, right? Because, you know, the, the campaign that was waged against us by the activists and the government, you know, that's exactly what they wanted to do. They tried to humiliate us. They tried to, you know, bully us, harass us, make us go away. But you know what happened? They only made us stronger. They only made us more determined to fight for the vulnerable in this country because they now depend on us. They depend on us to be their voice. So what we're going to do is we have a vision. We have a vision going forward to build another hospice. Now we've already done it once. We've got all the plans, we've done it and we're going to do it again. Uh, so what we need now is we wanna, we wanna build a hospice made free, euthanasia free. Euthanasia will never be practiced in that hospice. It will never be spoken of. It will be a sanctuary, a safe place for the dying. 
so they never have to be concerned. And we came to that conclusion because we have people calling us saying that they are frightened. They're actually frightened that if they end up in a hospital or a hospice or some kind of long-term care facility, that they're going to be killed. And I'm not kidding when I say that, you know, they get them signing DNRs, they get people coming around, you know, suggesting that don't you think you'd like to have made, you know, we can give you made and everything will be fine. No, 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 no. You know, we want to know what exactly is going on in Canada, in these places that people are feeling so vulnerable and so frightened. So what we said we're going to do, and we need a mandate to do this, we need a mandate from our members to, uh, you know, tell us that, yes, in fact, they support that. They support that vision of hospice sanctuary, safe places for the dying that they will, can go to, be safe, and be taken care of until their last natural breath. So yeah, that's <laughs> wonderful. So so you mentioned you're going for the support of your members, and uh, that brings up the question of membership. I know you are on a membership drive uh, for two reasons. One, you need uh, to expand this vision and have the support of a lot of good people who, uh, if they only knew what you were doing, would would want to be a part of it. And yeah. secondly, there are some people who are not in support of what you're doing, who are opposed to uh, pr the protection of innocent human life, those that basically forced the uh, forced the issue for the Delta Hospice, uh, for the Irene Thomas facility that you operated. Uh, so there are people who think it's a good idea to kill old people. And uh, some of those people have become members of the society and uh, there will be a members meeting. So. I've uh, sort of laid the groundwork there. Can you fill in the blanks for uh, yeah, people who want exactly. to, how to how to get involved, you know, and how to help you? Right. So we this uh, this is a result of having to go to court. I mean, it seems like we're always in court and we always lose in court, right? Uh, it's a big surprise, but this is a result of of being considered an open society, meaning that anybody who gives us ten dollars can be a member. And the euthanasia activists went, went after us to get this distinction because they wanted to push in all of their people into our society that we tried to block. We said, no, you can't be a member. This is a palliative care society. What do you want to be a member here for? Well, they want to be a member to try to take over and then right, assume our assets and use them to facilitate death. So, okay, we have to accept everybody. But what's happened is that people have rallied to our cause they and they're allowed to be members. So, you know, we invite all people across Canada to be a member of the Delta Hospice Society and they have come. So what's going to happen now is we have been granted a virtual um, special general meeting uh, to ask our members if they would vote yes to a virtual annual general meeting where you would vote for the, the new board of directors, because every two years, the board of directors must stand in front of the membership to be voted in again. Mm -hmm. So we have this opportunity. You know, this is a great victory for us because the euthanasia activists went to the court and demanded that there be no virtual meetings of our membership, that every meeting has to be in person. Uh, but, the, you know, the, the, the judge said, OK, I'll, I'll give you an opportunity to ask your membership what they would want to do. So we have a virtual meeting. SGM, which is going to be in September. 
and members, all members across Canada who are members of the society can come to that meeting to vote yes. We want an annual general meeting to determine the future of the society. So that means that uh, people who we ask to become members who support our vision, get us their membership by August 3rd to be part of that general meeting virtually. It's going to be on the phone or on the internet, whatever people are more comfortable doing, they have an option. And it's just going to be a simple question. Will you agree to a virtual AGM? So it's not going to take too long, but what you need to do is you need to go to our website. And that website is deltahospice.org. Buy membership online or renew your membership if you're already a member. Make sure that you're current. Then come to the meeting. It's not going to be very long and vote yes. And if you do that for us, then we we will be able to uh, have a mandate to pursue hospice sanctuary. So it's easy. And we ask people out there that if you are a member to sign up, tell two people, tell two people who would support this vision of hospice sanctuary to become members of the Delta Hospice Society. And with, and if we can do that, you know, you tell two friends and they'll tell two friends. And before you know it, we will win that special general meeting. And we will probably also then win that annual general meeting. And we're off to the races. Wonderful. So deltahospice.org. And we will be posting various places, the link there, but so people can go there for $10, take out a membership. If you already are a member, and many of our CHP members became members last year, and I've got to check and see whether my membership is up to date, because I certainly want to be able to vote in September uh, to uh, hold the annual general meeting virtually so that we can reelect the great board that we have for the Delta Hospital Society, and press on with the vision for palliative care, not uh, not medical assistance in dying, but palliative care for the dying, uh, so they can have yeah. good comfort and good care. Yeah, you know, you can go on there and you can just renew your membership. If you're not sure if you're current, just renew it. Sure. Deltahospice.org. Either buy okay. a new one or renew your old one. And you're, you'll, you'll be good to go. We'll tell you when the meeting is going to be. We'll send that information to all of our members and you can either tune in. We have a a great organization who will run that meeting uh, that have run virtual meetings for municipalities, for unions, for all kinds of big companies. So they'll run the meeting and they'll call you uh, when the meeting starts. So you don't have to do anything. All you have to do is buy a membership, be ready the day of the meeting uh, and we'll do the rest. Very good. And for those who don't know, especially our CHP members listening to this uh, podcast and and the video cast, uh, Angelina is going to be our keynote speaker at our CHP convention in Calgary, also in September. Uh, is it the fourteenth that you're speaking? Um, anyway, yeah, it's the it's the the fourteenth is a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. So, so the Tuesday, yeah, and we're well, gonna. You know, I'm gonna tell you the story. Yeah. You, you, you got to come. You got to come to the convention. I'm gonna tell you the story of uh, this little hospice society that would never give up. 
Wonderful. And, you know, with that, we want to inspire people to never give up in a society that is a culture of death, right? In a society that keeps telling you no, that treats you like a second-class citizen. We will never give up. And that's why we will win. Wonderful. Uh, Angelina, you are an inspiration. Thank you for joining me today on uh, CHP Talks. And to all our listeners out there, uh, we hope you will immediately go to uh, deltahospice.org, take out a membership or renew your membership and uh, stay tuned so that you can vote in that important special uh, general meeting in September. And if you are CHP members, also consider coming. uh, You also need to register soon for our convention in uh, Calgary. So great opportunity to uh, meet Angelina in person and to hear her story which is so inspiring and thank you for standing up for the vulnerable thank you for never giving up and thank you for joining us on this show so uh, thank you rod yeah for we're going to see all you guys at the convention very good and we look forward to seeing more of you next week on chp talks thank you, thank you.